0: We are live at the 7:30 a.m. hour with your host Hunter McIntyre and our special guest host today, Megan Jacoby, who just recently hit the High Rocks world record for women's pro at an ultimate time of 58 minutes. How are we doing today, boys and girls? What was the official time?
1: It was 58 and.
2: Numerical symmetry, 58, 58.
1: Does that mean something special?
2: No, I just thought it was cool that it was some. Are, you, are you one of those
1: girls who has crystals in her room? No. Is there some, is there some astrology lined up with no. this thing?
2: No, the only thing I know about my astrology is that I'm a Gemini. I don't know what that means, but...
1: Yeah. means you're crazy. That's that,
0: That's I, about <laughs> my knowledge. I I, I, looked oh. up
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh, my friend gave me this thing uh, as a gift in... This is called a fortune teller fish. And if you put this in your hand and you put it in your hand based on the way that the fish moves, um, I either have um, either jealous, uh, there's indifference in me, I'm in love, fickle, false, de- I'm dead if I'm, it's motionless or passionate. And I was mixed between um, in love and passionate. It's difficult though. This fish is kind of a dick. You can't really tell what's up too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, feeling pretty good about it, you know. I'm really working on all these kind of uh, woo-woo kind of things. As you're getting closer to championships, you're looking for signs.
2: Are you?
0: You're gonna no. go through TSA security with, um, sir? Uh, what fish? You-? No, no, it's, it's it's my fish. I gotta have my fish. Yeah.
1: So tell everybody where are you in the world right now? Um, I honestly, my first question I have listed out here is who are you? I don't think anybody. I'm a lady. Really- I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I don't think anybody really knows who you are. You came on the scene six months ago, and you just yeah. kind of put the Baltimore you put the Baltimore beat down on people who have been in this game for a long time.
2: Yo, that's I'm sure what there's, we do.
1: I'm sure there's some girls right now that are just have boxes of tissues next to their bed, crying every single night, saying, "This Megan girl." I've done
0: this came for out three of years, and this Megan girl just shows up this year and just crushes me. Yeah. Um,
2: no. Yeah. So I'm from upstate New York and, um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of lived under a rock and didn't really know about any of this stuff. So, um, once I kind of learned about it, I was like, this is definitely my jam. do you own an
1: iPhone or like a laptop or any of this kind of stuff?
2: Yes. She, she doesn't I'm like just double checking.
1: So one of my other questions no. is like, how did you, would your, I, I Googled you and oh. i was only able to find very very few uh, pictures and articles on you and mm-hmm. one of them is from when you were doing track and i'm assuming you used to have curly hair because there's they a picture of you uh, this is yeah. like really curly
2: yeah no yeah. i do but um yeah is i just there heard a dog straight. being
0: held hostage
2: yes it is a small attack dog and very protective of the yard so oh. <laughs> um, it's probably the mailman who she sees every day and like loathes with everything she has. So I get
1: it. I get um, it. I still get upset when the trash guy comes here.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I uh I've been training like this kind of style for a long time. I just I don't know, like I was I'm work full time, I'm a mom, and I just kind of didn't really know there was like competitions for it. So I'm just finally- so amazed
1: with your running talent. That you weren't like drawn into doing things like Spartan races, tough mutters, all these decafits. I mean, this stuff has been going on for a long time and it's such an easy transition for somebody of your talents to be brought in. I mean, I'm sure.
2: So OCR, I've, I've, I've been well aware of, um, I, you like, know, that, I'm that buddies with Jarrett Newby, he owns an OCR facility. Um, I just hate it. Like, I just, I don't like obstacles at all. I just
1: you don't like obstacles, you don't like the sport, you just like I just, I don't like
2: it. obstacles that much. Um I'm not bad at them. I go up there every now and again and just muscularly can like muscle my way through a lot of things, but I just don't I it just to me it's like this thing is in my way of running fast. Like that's <laughs> just kind of how I've always looked at it and I I did a lot of road racing. Um in like my late twenties. So I was kind of more into that scene for a while, but, uh,
1: was there all the embarrassment factor? Like you'd have to come home and then explain to people where you've been. And you're like, (laughs) I can't tell people that I spent my hard earned money on going to a mud run.
2: I don't think it's that so much. It was, it was for me. Oh, it was for you. Yeah.
1: I used to sit down on planes next to people coming back and forth these races. They're like, hey there, young lad. Like, where are you coming young from? Lad. And I was like, I, you know, I this just ran a race. And they're like, what yeah. kind of race? I was like, it's a pretty big deal. It's a Spartan <laughs> race. They're like, oh, my niece did one of those. I'm like, does your niece just fucking jacked though? Yeah. Is your niece the mud run champ? Like, take it easy, pal. Um, but it was tough for a long time. I had at least an ego trip over the whole thing because I was like, gosh. I'm going to spend at least 10 years of my life dedicating it to something that nobody understands fully.
2: Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like that, even with like trying to explain like hybrid, like trying to explain what hyrox is. Everyone's just like, it's like, oh, so it's CrossFit. I'm like, no, it's not. But you sure. I,
1: I lie the whole time.
2: I got to figure out. You're going to have to tell me what you say because I need a better
0: elevator pitch to well, explain okay. somebody on an airplane right next to you.
1: Let me stop something right here. This is going to insult a lot of people, but people's feelings are not meant to be there to be always be upheld. Sometimes they need to be hurt so you guys can have a more reaffirming understanding of the way the world works. Germans are not known for being creative. Italians, are known for for their fantastic food. Germans are known for being fantastic engineers. Americans are known for entertainment and being geniuses. So – when I got into the sport of high rocks, I first come into this thing and I was like, so what is this? And they don't, they can't fucking explain it. So they're like, you go into circles and you are, you shall do <laughs> this. And it, it is incredible. And I was like, well, that was a fucking dead end sentence.
2: That was so the I, best German yeah. accent. I've yeah. practicing a lot. That was so very good.
1: I coined the term fitness racing. So it's the idea of we're using the vessel of running and fitness as basically our tests. And this is my next lie. I say, Basically what the founders of this company did is they took all Olympic and world championship level sports and they put them in succession, almost like a decathlon to find who was the fittest person. So Nordic skiing is skier uh, sled pushes, is bob sled sled pull is strong man, so on and so forth where you're testing all of these things that you'd find across Olympic and world championship level sports, but who's truly the fittest across all bounds. Now the Germans couldn't figure that out. They would, uh, them in this gigantic office they have with all the, they are a marketing company, which blows my mind. And they still can't even fucking come up with an elevator pitch for their business. So that's what I tell people. It is currently the modern day version of the decathlon with fitness. And if you can just get that down, polish it, have a couple beers so you don't slur when you say it the first time. Yeah. You got to get loose with it, be a little bit flowy with your shoulders. And then if you can do that, people are like, wow, by the end of the conversation, like, that's incredible.
2: Yeah. It was funny because when I was flying home from Anaheim, like I had a hoodie on. Mistake number one is wearing anything that says it on it. Yep. Because then people are cool, like what's that? And they want to talk and like I'm on an airplane and I don't want to talk. I just want to like put my headphones in and watch this movie. But um it's very I don't know. I'm just I'm not good at explaining it. So I'll have to go with, with your your route.
1: The best thing you can do is walk on a plane with a huge cardboard check for $100.
2: For $100?
1: That's what I got in Barcelona for setting the world record.
2: Are you serious?
1: Yeah, let me tell you, dude. That's a bragger. You know, to it be cost fair, me though, more I got zero dollars
2: when I set mine in Cali. Hold so. on, oh, let me
1: tell you something. It wasn't even $100. It was a $100 gift card. So I could go back into the stadium and buy whatever shit that they're fucking panhandling towards well, me. Well,
2: thank God they gave you that. I know you really needed it. So. Yeah, I did.
1: I did badly. I need another High Rock sweater. Um,
2: yeah. So, you hey, know, is, it,
0: is your nickname in in the High Rocks world Megatron? Like Hunter's is the the sheriff's in town, and then
2: it seems like that started. I've I have not named. I've have have not named it yet? myself. No, okay. but I don't hate it. Yeah. Or just like yeah. the Meg, right? Like
1: yeah. Megalodon. I like... watched that movie the other day. Top five best
0: movies.
2: <laughs> nice. See? I see yeah.
0: it popped up on uh, Amazon for me.
1: Let's see here. I got to read my notes real quick. So tell us, like, I think a lot of people would just be interested because um, you are a savage. Like, I watched one of the first things I ever saw of you. Someone sent me a video. They're like, look at this chick. And you benched, I think, 205 in the video. Yeah. And I was like, ah, there's girls out there that bench 205, but just to give people some context, not running here, as
2: fast as I do, though.
1: No, it's okay. So that's what I'm saying. We want to yeah. really get both sides of the spectrum here. Yeah. Now, 205 at like what? You're like a buck 35, buck 40. Yep. Pretty fucking rad. Mm-hmm. So you're you're above double body weight. Yeah. Which is nuts. Um, I don't have that kind of I don't have that kind of lift. What about? Give me some other lifts here. What's a What's a squat for you?
2: Um. Probably like 280, 290. I did 280 wow. in a uh, powerlifting comp. So like an official 280 I've hit.
1: So double um, body weight. You got double body yeah. weight there. What about deadlift?
2: So 345, which is like. Soft. Increp- yeah. Soft. Exactly. Soft. Sorry. Shit. No, I thought exactly. last summer I was going to yeah, be
0: 315.
2: Dude, you're yeah, getting, dude. you're going to get
1: mashed up by my boy right here. dude. <laughs> Don't show up to a powerlifting V against him.
2: Yeah, um, that's definitely, I think just with like so much years of distance running, that was probably my weaker area it was like hamstring strength. So that was something I really have to focus on pretty heavily. So,
1: I just, I don't squat. I refuse to bend the knee. I really just fucking hate squatting.
2: I see, I just, lo- I love it a lot, but I totally get what you're saying with it. Um, I've
1: shifted my spine way too many times for to yeah. actually enjoy the process of it. Now, so, okay, we got some numbers here. We got uh, 280 squats, 340 dead. Yep. 340 dead, and we got um, 200 on the bench. Pretty solid. Now, let's get some running in here because all of those numbers are very respectable, but this is where it gets interesting. Um yeah. Give me give me a 5K because that's what most people would understand.
2: 5K PR is 1642.
1: Savage. savage. Wow. I just you... did a
2: time trial. Three weeks ago, Polo on a track and I ran 1720. Now um, you'd
1: beat the majority of men you probably beat the last five guys in the elite 15 with that score. Yeah. Right?
2: I mean, I would still be, dumb. cause I was like, when I, when I did the 1640 time, I was pure running at that point. Like I was just, I was strength training very minimally, um, just to like stay healthy so then a few weeks ago to pull a 17 low completely by myself, um, I was pretty pumped about that. Cause I feel like in a race setting with people, I could probably pull off a 17 flat. So to know that my 5k speed is there with pretty similar strength numbers and like doing all the high rep stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy about that. So
1: Okay, what about a mile time? Are you a, a good good with a mile?
2: Well, I did your Battle Bunker mile, and honestly, pretty shitty. Um, I well, did the 5K. Let's get some
1: honesty here.
2: No, it was really bad. So I did 525.
1: You beat and, Kyle. Right? Oh, dude, I'm texting Kyle right now. <laughs> and then
2: literally the same day. Oh. So I did oh. your Battle Bunker mile, 525. Same day, I ran that 5K time trial. Like I, I waited like three hours, ran the 5K time trial, And did the 1720. My first mile of the 5K was 527. So I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I just can't. I'm just chilling in that 520 zone. But I bet you I would be pulling a low five minute on a mile on a good day.
1: Dude, uh, when we did OCR Stars, which is an event that I hosted online a couple years ago. There's this chick named Becca Hammond. And she ran like a 458, I think
2: nice she she would be a
1: person that if she had stuck it out in high rocks she would be the person you'd be really fighting against she is a fucking freak you look at her too she's like a gazelle with an extra couple pounds of muscles on her like she's very long and lean but then she has muscle bodies on her that you could tell she's strong too that girl was dangerous
2: i think that's kind of like how you have to be in high rocks on, on the women's side, it seems like to, to be like really, really excelling. It seems like that's kind of the, the style. I don't want to be like weird and talk about body types too much, but I don't know. I wow. feel like that's kind of how I am. So it seems Let's to get be scientific with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But dude, I mean, listen, at this point, it, people would be stupid to, I, I get so sensitive about identifying body types in a thing like sport because it's so subjective it's whatever uh, gets you to
0: the finish line fast enough. If you yeah. have this body type that gets you the, the, the finish line, then that's what it is.
1: There's a reason why uh, a shot putter and a javelin guy looks totally different. A shot putter right. is a fucking thick ass brick. And don't get upset like you decided to pick the sport a shot put. <laughs> you have that body. Don't be a bitch about it. A javelin guy, same exact thing, very different. Look at the difference between like a long jumper and a right. shot putter, like, you know, all these things. And you're going to start to see this alignment in the sport of high rocks where it's very common that if you go to the elite 15, that like 14 of the elite 15 males, I'm not like studying them females as much, but are over six feet tall. Mm. Like yeah. it's very, It's very easy tall. to witness. <clears throat> I think just because – most commonly as I've witnessed in the sports that I've competed in for the past decade, the female side, always a little bit slower to kind of fill in. And mm-hmm. you're going to like, this year was a fucking gigantic leap in our sport where you started to see way more competitive girls come in. You came in, Michaela came in and it brought like a whole nother level of energy. Um, like, I don't even know if the world champion from last year is going to qualify. Is she still in Chris?
2: Yes, I believe so. Um, one more person, I think, snuck in um, from Hanover this past weekend, though. Female. You have no so clue I'm it not sure. Happening in Hong Kong,
1: there. though. Huh? You've no clue what's going to happen in Hong Kong.
2: Oh yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I forgot about Hong Kong.
1: Monsters over there, but yeah, I think for, for at least for the girl side, oof, it's tough to say because you guys are so different. You and Michaela. Um, I don't know who is the better type. I think being long and powerful is so helpful for things like skier, row, even that long sled pull, having like the stride on things like lunges and farmer carries. It's helpful, but you're obviously packing on a lot more muscle um, per inch than she is. What is she like four inches taller than you? Five inches taller than you?
2: I'm five, seven. She's probably like five eleven. So yeah.
1: Could you beat her in an arm wrestling match?
2: Hell yeah. That's the most
1: important thing possible.
0: Uh, Chris Chris Rogalski, is that how you say your name? Is 14th out of 15th this year. See, ooh, Hong Kong's gonna beat 105.33 was her qualifying time.
1: Yeah. So I'll be real like, Tom, my partner, just got bumped out, and I, and Tom's like, I don't know if I'm gonna go. And I was like, Tom, if you're really gonna retire, What she's thinking about doing. I was like, you really going to let the reason be that you didn't show up, um, make the elite 15 be a long flight to Hong Kong. Like you'll be sitting on your deathbed 60 years from now and be like, I'm a total bitch. So (laughs) I'm assuming that a lot, uh, a lot of people that are on the cusp are going to fly into Hong Kong.
2: Yeah. I mean if you're in Europe, it's probably like if you're in America, that'd be brutal. That trip. Tom's
1: flight's 14 hours.
0: Oh, that's about wow. the same for the US, a little bit more. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, never he's, mind.
0: He's bumped out by 10 seconds. Uh Tom's time put him in, putting him at uh sixteenth place is fifty-eight forty-seven and Bu Bo or Bo Willis is uh fifty-eight thirty-seven.
1: It's tight. It's tight, tight, tight. I wouldn't go to Hong Kong for all the tea in China. (laughs) I don't have any reason to go out there unless they invited me to compete in world's strongest man, which I would win. Not even trying. But um, let's not talk about high rocks because that's the most boring thing that we could talk about. If you like I mean, you come from this world where ultimately you have just got here and like six months ago. This is probably yeah. the most exciting and interesting time of your of your sporting career. Come I think totally. the, the rookie year, at least for me, I think is awesome because you're just getting in and you can go in so many different directions. Like I, I the first thing I thought of is like, what's your ultimate outcome with this thing? Because you just showed up and you've already yeah. basically knocked down, <laughs> you've already knocked down a lot of Titans in this space. Or do you think you're going to be this kind of person that really wants to align yourself with just staying focused on high rocks, we have, we have our event battle bunker, which you've discussed. Like there's so many options. Are you the no, kind of person? I do that... Everything. Okay.
2: I want to do everything and I want to be the best at all of it. Really? That's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at in my life. I just feel like <clears throat> I've, I've come from the distance running background and like, I was always really solid, but never, never super elite same with powerlifting. same with lifting, like solid, strong, but never super elite. I think the mesh of the two things is like where I can be elite. I think the, the more combo stuff you throw at me, the better I am at it. So I just want to, I don't know, try everything kind of maybe not obstacle stuff, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm super pumped about battle bunker. Um, I want to keep seeing what I can do in high rocks, but I mean, you know, first sub 60, but like the the goals don't stop there. You know, now we got more men's times to chase down. So, so we I top those be- guys at
1: the top of that ladder. You don't want to get anywhere close. Oh, to yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of leads me into my next question. We're going to keep on doing figure eights and we're going to come back. But how do you feel about losing? Because what you're putting yourself in the position in is when you want to, if you want to take yourself from, ultimate focus and start to spread yourself out, but you still want to be the tip of the spear across multiple um, events. You have to be one extremely talented, but also be ready to lose because once you get to the top, like I just raced Anaheim, I pulled out two, three stations in my decision. Um, People will fucking come after you. They'll attack you even whether or not you turn off your phone How do you personally handle it? All that kind of stuff. And it's not necessarily a loss in all circumstances, but are you the kind of person that's got the psychological, um, you know, toughness to be able to handle losing? Because if you're already at the top, I'll be honest, you know, losses, um, they don't taste quite as good as winning.
2: Yeah. Um, I think that so I came in, I broke the record in my second race at the time. Um, Same thing I did. Yep. And then I go to the European championships and then even in the North American championships, I go in being a favorite to win. Um, and I came in third in Europe and then I came in second in Chicago. Tasted tasted real bad.
0: Yeah. They 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 have your qualifying time instead of that 58, 58, uh, as one Oh three.
1: So
2: because that was rough. Yeah. Which is annoying because i hate seeing it on that board i'm like oh it's so annoying that was my yeah, worst that's, time basically. that's on the grid
1: you got to accept that on the that. grid
2: i also did an extra lap in europe um so 103 minus 120 would have, have been my approximate time um so yeah i mean i got a, i got a big taste of that because going into that race it was like social media was just out of control like Megan Jacoby versus Michaela Norman, who's going to win. And like, I tagged in so much shit and I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I just need to ignore this and go over and like do my thing. Um, didn't turn out the way I'd hoped Lauren weeks ended up winning, um, which is, fin- you know, fantastic. She's like the female go of all this stuff. Um, been doing it for a long time. So not surprised. She's, she's dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And I knew that going in. Um but for me, it was like, it was, it was a good, it was a real good taste of like humble pie. Like I needed a little humble pie. Um, I honestly felt better about coming in third than I did in and coming in second in Chicago. I fucking hate coming in second. I would rather come, come in third than come in second. Second is the first loser. I do not like to be the first loser. Um, but it just, honestly, I think, I've got a really good mindset in that it just absolutely fuels me. And after Chicago, like my next race was Anaheim and I was basically like, I'm fucking going for 60 or sub and that's it. Like, that's, that's the only result that I'll really accept, you know, and I did it. And so that feels really good. Um, and I just hammer myself in training. That's kind of how I handle and deal, deal with maybe not living up to, the hype that everyone, you know, thought I would or whatever, if that makes sense. I don't, I'm not really a, you know what? I'm very fortunate that I went division one in college and I just had coaches that were just on us and on our asses, like just super hardcore. Nothing was good. <laughs> like nothing was good enough. Like that was really tough at the time. Cause we were like, you know, I'm like 19 years old, just getting told how shitty I am all the time. But at the same time, it's uh, created an incredibly strong mindset for myself now at this point in my life. So grateful for, for a lot of that.
1: Yeah. The only advice I could give you, like, you're lucky you had that experience. You had some really grounded, intelligent people. I think a lot of people come into this world. We're all independents. We don't have teams and we show up and we compete and you might have a good day. You might have a bad day. And then you don't have a lot of people in your corner that you may respect or like <laughs> really keeping an eye on you. The guy, Rich Diaz, who's commenting there, has been my running coach on and off for six years. <clears throat> and he gives me shit all the time. Never lets <laughs> me have an easy day. And it's important having people like that. But like one thing you have to focus on in this world is at least the outside perspective rather than your inward perspective is that people only respect you based off of your results of your last race yeah <laughs> that's unfortunately the position of this and you know you could sit there and try to explain to them um why something happened or what you did but <laughs> that was that first suggestion I said to you when we uh started chatting I was like hey one thing I'm going to warn you is be very careful with social media Lies yeah. people will like your pictures and then as soon as you turn around or trip they'll fucking get on your ass
2: yeah no <laughs> and I I very much appreciate that I I you know, I'm new, so I think I've gotten a lot of support so far, and a lot of you know kindness. But I definitely, uh, I definitely could see how quickly that might maybe change. And you know, like I said, I've had those experiences many times. I, I've been called washed up many times. I've been called you know a nobody. Many all it has been this, that, and the other. So, where'd um, you play?
0: d one uh, college at or in? Uh, in I went state? to UConn,
2: mm-hmm. and I ran cross country and track there t
0: too, uh, baby on the team's uh national title in basketball.
1: I need to let yeah. you guys talk to each other for 30 seconds. I'll be right back. Yeah,
2: seconds. so uh, very, so cool, very cool experience. Oh. I was 2011, my sophomore year, when they won the men's and women's uh NCAA championship. So
0: wow, it was so you guys got to be on lit. campus for <laughs> yeah, uh, wow. So yeah. I went to you, and so we were constantly like chalkboard, couldn't grab a grip on anything on making traction for it we are the the biggest thing that was was any sense of of what it could be like was when uh Christian Watford hit the last second shot three pointer against yep. uh Kentucky and like Kirkwood is is like the main strip the drag strip uh when you would you know go downtown and there was people in apartments like putting speakers up against their, their wall or at the windows. And like, it was a, it was literally a block party. And I was yeah. like, this is probably like a 10th of what it would be if I, we had, actually- like,
2: yeah. we had classes canceled for like a week. Everyone was just partying all over. Like there were cars like lit on fire at parties. Yeah. <laughs> it was madness. It was, it was kind of, it was like out of control, but it was pretty awesome at the same Something time. Really important.
1: That I needed to handle out there.
2: Well,
1: We're back. Okay? Yeah. Dude. I wake up in the morning. I this, and I
2: piss uh, excellence.
1: I do. That was right. a fucking <laughs> gallons worth of excellence. That it was just all over my front yard. Um, so this has been my, my morning routine. Pretty stupid, but exciting. I wake up in the morning and I have 32 ounces of water immediately. I'll have, uh, like a cup of just pure water and then I'll put a scoop of builder in the other one and I'll sip on that um probably over the next 30 minutes and like it really energizes you and gets you going it's fucking awesome but usually I like I'll end up in a position like this where I'm like oh crap I'm in the middle of this podcast and I gotta piss like a maniac um I've been listening because i I stalk all of my competitors I used to be so obsessed with sports that I used to stalk all my competitors and that and now, I'm kind of switching more focused on business. I'm stalking all my competitors in business. So I started studying the guy who owns first form um, Andy for and he's got a podcast and it's crazy. It's incredibly motivating at times, but it's also incredible crazy at times. One of the things that he's been doing is just jumping in, uh, in like a ice bucket for like three minutes to start the day. I did that today. I literally, I gave myself like an Arctic enema and I've, <laughs> rose to death i'm so wrapped up in co- uh, warm clothing right now that i think like my body is finally just starting to get um like you know blood back in my fingertips and everything i'm drinking a crappy cup of folgers coffee so i think there's so much stimulus going on in my body right now that it hit me like a train so thank you for giving me a break so i could pee outside
0: hey you know, what's crap. the deal with this alexander ron Ronkovic? He's coming in at fifty-seven twenty-six right now.
1: He's actually been probably the most balanced athlete in out of Europe. He took second, th- third, second, um, third at World Championships. He'll be on the podium probably again this year. He's just a stick of dynamite. He's he's dangerous but consistent. Wow, yeah, he's really really good. Um, he's tough. I think he's out of Austria. Let's yeah. um get kind of into like the nitty gritty here. I think everybody, you know, we're all jocks. We all have biceps, abs, asses, and arms. So much of so on and so forth. Like, what are some of the things that you might have that are more um, unique to you? So, like, I'll give you an example. Like, do you have like a like a like a rabbit's foot on your keychain that's like kind of uh, or like crystals in your room that you use to align yourself with like certain cheese and powers? Yeah.
0: You have a fish that you hold in your the palm of your hand. Yeah, no,
2: but yeah. I kind of want to get a fish and like <laughs> see what it says about me. Your
1: damn hands off my magic fish. <laughs> um, so are there things like like give me let's let's go through this. Give, let's like focus on the psychological category first. Are you the kind of person that uh, reads motivational books? Is there someone who's kind of your guru? Is there a mantra that you use? Is there something that's unique to you, or are you just the kind of person that just uh, is steadfast regardless of what you're?
2: Yeah, you know, you not really. In. Like I wish I could, I wish I could like say something that would. I don't so, know. I'm, I'm so really refreshing
1: like... to have a northeastern girl to talk to because most of the girls I know out here are like, yeah, I have a crystal routine, <laughs> and you know my guru told me this, but this is good. No. good. North, that's why northeastern women are the best.
2: Yeah. um, No, I just for me, it's just like having practiced for a long time, like getting in the mindset of um, especially it's just like being a parent, your time like to get workouts done is pretty limited. So for me, it's like I show up and it's fucking go time. And I just have really trained myself to be able to turn it on and off very quickly. So even when I race, like I don't I, I am very focused and I just feel like I'm very mentally sound. So I can like be pretty at ease and like normal and have conversation. But the second I step up to the line, it's like, all right, fuck all you bitches. It's, t- it's time to go. And mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in like a negative way. It's just like, how dare you say such I'm things? making t-shirts how dare right now. you? Lo- I genuinely love, love bitches, everyone. How dare you be
1: confident and but excited that- about racing?
2: Yeah. That's like, that's You're like my thing, and I listen to really so hardcore music, and I'm just like, kind of a hood rat with my music, and I just put on like intense rap, and just I don't know, I just just like Some go BMX.
1: Down. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Like that about you. What about uh, supplements, diet, anything? Are you a vegan? No. That uh, are that. you one of these kind of people that only eats rabbit meat? Um, are you? Do the you all you won't you won't eat any kind of food with the letter a in it like what's going <laughs> on here like yams off apples no um they can't have it
2: no honestly i feel like um i that's probably an area i need to like buckle down just a little bit more um i Pretty up until tough, recently dude. up until recently i took zero supplements at all period none Jack. um just like natural lady. No, nothing. No, not even protein. Power, like natural, Yeah. Um, um, but like obviously kind of realizing that that stuff does help and I should be better about it. So I just honestly take creatine. I take collagen. Um, I take turmeric just for like the joint stuff and that's kind of really it. Um, and I do get a meal prep service, um, just to make sure I'm hitting macros. Uh, and I don't, track it yeah, it's not like, so part.
1: you're way more dialed than you put yourself on you have yeah. a meal company send you food so you hit your exact macros you're like i'm not really interested supplements,
0: in it i'm just kind of go with the flow and my macro company is uh set to <laughs> in an hour
1: Yeah. Um, yesterday i had ice cream i had like no, 17 yeah, rice cakes uh like you know we're very different people
2: no we're not because that's the thing is like i eat really clean during the day and then at the end of the night i'm like all right, let me just eat this entire thing a Halo Top or like Ben and Jerry's. Dude, so Halo like,
1: Top is is like is disgusting.
2: It's it looks not. Like, you it get used to it. Which
0: flavor. It,
1: yeah. it's, it's like and- somebody removed the heart and soul of ice cream from the <laughs> container, and I'm left chewing on this frozen, just heartbroken story of an ice cream bucket.
2: It's not that it depends on the flavor for sure, but I had like. Hard. I had chocolate caramel brownie the other night and it was delicious. So,
1: the, like the 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 point zero zero one percent of body fat that you'll save from avoiding the heavy cream yeah, and that's sugar that's pint. in a, a pint of banana it's not worth it. Yeah, I don't want to die and be like I haven't tasted sugar in seventy years because of Halo <laughs> Top.
2: The you one guys. thing I will say that I'm really really bad about is my coffee. Mm. I, it's like lattes, like full of sugar flavor. It's You're like it,
0: the milkshake.
1: Uh, it
2: literally it's milk with a shot of espresso in it. Basically. I'm going to have
1: a, a <laughs> cup, uh, cup of honesty with you guys. I'm cruising up from the cabin uh, from Malibu to the cabin and I'm so excited. I stop at Starbucks at the base of the hill mm-hmm. before I start coming up and I walk in there and I'll, I usually get like the nitro cold brewer espresso. Just keep it simple and clean. But they had nitro cold brew with, like, oat milk latte and cinnamon. I was like, I'll try it. And they're like, it's great. (laughs) I farted for the next two hours at a rate that was impossible to match. I was like, this is insane. (laughs) I will never trust Starbucks ever again.
2: (laughs) See, that would be, like, my go-to drink if I was at Starbucks. It would, like, be exactly that. The CDC no. needs Turbo to start keeping to an eye decisions.
1: on Starbucks and those fucking fart lattes. <laughs> I am over that. Don't touch it, people. Oh, That's okay. funny. So we know that you like terrible breakfast drinks and you're, yeah. uh, you pretend not to be serious about your diet, but you have a, a scientist like Dr. Michael <laughs> Ferrari uh, measure out all your macros and stuff. I don't even think women know what creatine is. You're the first girl that I've ever talked to that's mentioned creatine before, by the way. Well,
2: that is just very silly and people need to do a little research.
1: And women um, are like, I don't want to get chest hair. I can't well, take creatine.
2: I love the muscles. I want to yeah. keep my muscles and it's hard. I think that's the thing. I think We had this conversation a little bit too. Like the diet is so important for me because – or not the diet per se, but just like getting enough calories is so important because I tend to thin out pretty quickly with high volume running. Um, and I'm doing probably close to what you're doing. I'm doing 50 to 60 miles a week. Um, you know, I'm doing 13 mile long runs every week. So probably averaging seven and 10 miles a day. Like I have to make sure I'm hitting 4,000 calories at least. Um, cause I just, I start losing size and you need, like, I, we need that for what we're doing. Yeah. So
1: you're smart about it. You're smart about it. And most people I know are like, I'm not going to eat anything. Yeah. And we're going to figure it out when I get there. Some,
0: some guys I know would just go and eat 5,000 calories in a McDonald's drive through at one point.
1: <laughs> that guy sounds like a God. <laughs> Send that dude, my number. Let's link up. Yeah. Um, I love McDonald's by the way. One of these days they're going to reach out to me and be like, Hunter, like we're going to pay you back for the 35 years you've been eating McDonald's. Here's a billion dollar check of like real recognized real McDonald's. Let's do this. Yeah. Like you're also now the CEO of the company. Um, yeah. What, okay. So we covered diet. We've covered the crystals. Give me an idea. Like, do you have a coach? Do you do your own yes. thing? Is there something that's like your secret sauce? Are you a, Periodized athlete, like hit me with like uh this kind of idea.
0: Richard Diaz says, Let's get her in the line. Yeah, lab.
2: let's let's do it.
0: I would take up that offer.
2: I'm down. Um, so I've been working with Rich Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. I got linked up with him through Jarrett Newbie last summer. Started working with him, like I think we were working together for maybe about six weeks before I did my first high rocks um yeah. race in New York. So it's been going really good. He programs probably like 40 to 50% of what I'm doing. And then the rest is, is me. Um, I do a lot of Metcon stuff. I do all my strength programming. Um, and he kind of does most of my, just like bigger high rock style workouts and, and some, uh, machine interval stuff. Um, which is, which is great. And it's been great. It's been working, it's definitely working for me. Um, I am very high volume, training that's what I do and that's just what I've been doing and what I've been used to doing so
1: are you still pretty high volume at this point or have you started to cut back a little bit
2: no I'm still pretty high volume I'll probably be pretty high through this week and then start to chill it down a little bit but keep the intensity really up and that seems to have worked really well for me um in the last couple you know big races that I've done I mean I trained through Anaheim like I did my last hard effort like Wednesday. So
1: I had to just I come recover very shelf. well
2: and I'm I'm lucky
1: yeah. that I do. So I mean it depends on where you're at in your in your um in your cycle, but like you gotta like you'll come up on these shelves and you'll get up there. And the way I compare it is it's like imagine you're a mountaineer, like you need to get up on these peaks and train your body to have those levels of intensity. But if you stay up there for too long, you're in what's called like the death zone your body Mm -hmm. can't stay up at this level of intensity for too long, or it will truly create a dent that takes a while to recover from. Mm -hmm. And I was just up on that shelf for a while and I had to come back down for like two weeks. I've had almost two weeks of pretty low volume training and I'm just starting to feel like myself again. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure you figured this out at this point, but I think a lot of people don't like most of the time when clients come to me, and like, it's not because they, like their, their coaches screwed up often. It's just mostly because they learn they're doing it themselves. These people have been doing like 12 to 16 weeks of intense workouts in a row. And right. they're just wondering why they just like have not gotten any better. And it always amazes me. Like if, if you're in a sport like this, that's pretty much the same every time, you know, courses vary a little bit, but if you're not seeing consistent progress, you're obviously doing something wrong at home. It's yeah. not like, you know, it's obviously not something happening on course. It's something that's happening at home. Yeah. So you already been in here. And like when I started this sport, the first time I ever ran it, I ran a 60 minute and four seconds. And now I'm down to 54 minutes and seven seconds. Mm. So it's like every single time I've continued to get better, even if it's just by a little bit, you may stay stagnant in like a zone and be like stuck in the 58s for a little bit. You might've gotten mm-hmm. stuck in like the six, uh, the low sixties for a second. And then you break and now you're down like in the sub 60 zone. And now you're going to try to go for the 57s. But in reality, like, you know, you have to just keep on putting yourself in these pressures and dropping down, putting yourself in pressure, Um, getting into that point. Let's say you go, you do high rocks at world championships. You hit everything you want to have happen. You're a world champion now. Mm-hmm. What does the rest of the year look like for you? Are you the kind of person who's going to basically like take a break? Or are you going to get right back to war?
2: Well, I have your event a few weeks later. So in the summertime for me, it'll be big back to big strength build. It's um, kind of the off season for racing. I'll probably, I mean, I'm going to jump into some DECA stuff. Um, Bingo night. Hmm. Nothing. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'll jump into some of that. It'll be a little bit different. It's a little it's a totally different stimulus. Um, so that'll be a little bit different, but really I'm just trying to like revamp my strength stuff. Cause I think as we, you know, we, you and I've talked about it. It's like, there's, there's an amount that you're able to maintain while you're training at this high of an intensity. But, uh, I want to really go back to that for a little while. Cause I think that was part of what helped me have a lot of immediate success was like just having really solid strength numbers um, just being really strong in general. so yeah and then obviously your event has a lot of that kind of stuff in it. I've been throwing some Murph style stuff into my my routine already a little bit. I figure push-ups aren't gonna hurt me in high rocks, you know so um, been hitting y- some of that stuff out.
1: That yard work um, workout is um, it's gonna chew a lot of chicks up. I, I don't know a lot of girls that can really hit some good chest to deck pull-ups. Yeah. It's so funny how a girl can like power clean their body weight.
2: Mm-hmm. And then all of
1: a sudden I'm like, do a pull-up. They're like, what? So <laughs> you... wait,
2: I didn't think it was pull-ups. I thought it it's was. Not, like... It's
1: not. I'm just saying calisthenics for some reason is just.
2: You so know. I'm a little upset. It's not pull-ups.
1: Uh, I'll just be honest. Because... Logis- uh, we, we were going to do Murph. Let's just shoot you guys straight. This stuff's a logistical nightmare. Like we. Yeah we're putting these things on and truly like, you know, the open, open workouts online were just meant to be very basic so that almost everyone could do them and not have any excuses for not getting in there, getting it done at their best level. Right. The regional level is, you know, obviously we want to find people and fine tune this thing and filter out the wrong people with the right workouts. But also we're still like really only a year one business to be able to find a pull-up rig yeah. with twenty-one, because uh, we have to rigs. do it in a certain amount of time because we're live streaming the whole thing. It's I, we were like looking around, we're, like we can't find anybody with twenty-one pull-up rigs that we can really make a good partnership with. So we had to pull that out.
2: I had a feeling it was. I mean, how many pull-up bars are near a track yeah. or anything like that? Like none. When I do the Murph with my friends, we literally do it on lacrosse or soccer goals. So. Yeah. Like, that's where we're doing our pull-ups because that's the only choice we have. Um, But it's It's a very big strength for me. I do them all the time. I do big pull-up workout or just put them in my workouts at least twice a week. Because you you literally have to or you will suck at them. Like, it's just not something you can just fake.
1: Well, if you're not doing the CrossFit-style pull-ups, I'm not going to lie, you're going to get eaten alive by somebody like Lauren Weeks that could probably do the pull-ups in half the time if not a third of the time that you You mean
2: just kipping or butterfly? butterfly?
1: yeah butterfly kipping is there a difference is that the same thing just you know it's a different uh, technique but you're still using your body to kind of propel your pull-ups yeah Yeah. i've
2: learned how to do them kipping um i don't know how to do them butterfly but so
1: i think i did when i set the murph world record i did both the pull-ups and the mile in under seven minutes and it's just like, in reality, I think I ran a 519 mile, which is pretty good, but it's the, the pull-ups that was so insane. You know, I went out yeah. there and did like a set of 40 and then a couple sets of 20 and you're just done. And it's yeah. just like, that's not a hundred pull-ups. That's just you worming, you know? <laughs> um,
0: no rep, no rep, no rep, no rep.
2: <laughs> I do like you- this 10th guy. Cause that's how I, that's what I do. Yeah. You just got to do more
1: genius quote.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, do you have anything in your life that is going to be uh, I just got to ask you because I have to remind myself to do the same. Like, where's the joy factor? Like, are you, is this, are you so focused on being a parent and having a job that this over here is your joy factor? Or is there another aspect of your life that you keep in there that keeps you like just having fun, having a good time? Like,
2: So that's a good question. I think, part of the joy factor of doing the sports stuff is that like my daughter gets to see it. And I think that that's just incredibly important, especially just because I'm a single parent. So like it's her and I, a lot of the time. And I think it's just really important to show her like how to be strong, how to be tough goal setting, like just achieving stuff, you know, all, all of those things. Um, and she's at the gym with me all the time and she's, always been at the gym with me since you know she was born so that stuff is very very important to me and I always say like if she doesn't come and become an athlete I don't know what I'm gonna do but um I'm giving her all of the tools I feel like a lot of the lessons uh success failure um very funnily when I came in second in Chicago she was like why didn't you win I was like savage thank you thanks for that like that's
0: Bring these question.
2: Down. You know, um, so I think she's gonna just turn out to be like a super intense, high achieving girl, and she's super confident and all of that. So I'm just, you know, hoping all of that shows, rubs off on her. Um, that's important, and that's part of the joy of the sports stuff. But this is genuinely who I am. Like, I think I just didn't get to do a lot of things earlier on because you know, when your kids are young, you, it's, it's just different, you know, now she's, my daughter's older, so I can, I have a little more freedom. She's more independent. Um, so now I get to actually like really be the person that I feel like I've always been at my core. Um, but I have an amazing friend group. Um, most of them work out with me. They've been on my team for this. I've had friends travel with me to every single race that I've done just to support me, um, they show up to workouts to support me. Like that's definitely a huge part of my life that, um, is super, super important. It's and good to helps, have people you know, it helps that are, keep me balanced.
1: Yeah. It's good to have people that are grounded outside of it. Like all oh, my friends yeah. in Malibu, they're older than me and they don't really give a shit about sport. They care about me. That's why they care about sport to like the slightest degree. And if you got a good group of people in there that kind of just give you shit and then also keep you. Keep your true north really aligned, it's good. Yeah. But I'll leave on this note. This is a suggestion for anybody listening and maybe for you because you're new to this. The two people I've named my feed after, Mark Allen and Dave Scott, two greatest triathletes probably in history, they were like the people who originated kind of like us. We, they were at the frontier of Ironman. They both won, I believe, six or seven times. And these guys were doing it on bicycles that didn't have clips. They used to tape their feet uh, to the pedals and, you know, they didn't have sports nutrition. They didn't have anything. And they still did times that are like, you know, ground like earth shattering to this day. Now, Dave Scott was like the kind of like us pump iron, go hard, eat as many calories you can destroy the enemy. And he was the person who was really the best in the very beginning. And then there was Mark Allen who kind of brought in a little bit of this woo-woo-ness where, you know, he would train a little bit more differently. He was a little bit more hippie. He had crystals and stuff like that. After he was done with um, there you go, the iron war. After he was done with the season, he would take about 90 days off of pretty much any training. Eat a bunch of mushrooms, do a lot of weird stuff. (laughs) Now when you're able to blend the two of those, now you have to have this kind of like surviving ego where you have to really fully believe in yourself, but if you find a way to blend the two of those things and be that monster that's super serious and crushing the world and then also be that woo-woo kind of person that's able to recognize that none of this thing is that serious and it's all a game, yeah, you'll be able to elevate yourself to a much higher level, at least from what I've, I've been able to recognize. And that would be my advice to you as you're getting into this and you're already – top of the game so you don't need very much advice but I think guidance every once in a while yeah. can always be helpful um, and I'll leave you guys with uh, a lot of people ask questions so I'm going to rapid fire thing and I'm going to leave you guys Wait, with a quote before we
0: get into that I, I wanted you to to go through that whole inspirational quote but did you say you named your feet
1: Mark Allen or Dave Scott okay well because you got to recognize man I would be out there doing these sessions and it's like one foot Come in on, front Mark. of the other and these two fuckers are battling next to each other all the time. And, you know, obviously I didn't have a training partner, so I just nicknamed my feet. Um, and I would just allow them to go to war with each other. It wasn't a war against anybody else. It was just two, my, my two fucking sneakers duking it out. You know, we're doing these intervals. I'm like, who's going to cross the fi- line first, pitches, And, you know, you take the, the pressure out of yourself and put it into these two feet. And I'm like, they're just battling. And if you watch the documentary, which is, you know, not that long, these dudes sat in silence next to each other the entire time on the bike. So five hours on the bike. And then I think they ran like a 240 marathon in silence next to each other, just like, and you watch this video and you're just so amazed that these guys could be holding six flat miles, especially back then. They didn't have super shoes. They didn't fucking have sunscreen. You know, their sunglasses were probably just made out of just like melted petroleum. Like it just wasn't like really high quality stuff. Nothing was. Um, I, you know, they didn't have spandex and stuff. So you wouldn't get chafage. It was like cotton panties Ooh. that you'd race in. Like everything about it was insane. Um, you did get a lot of attention. So I want to rapid fire some questions uh, of what the fans asked, because I think it's, it's important that we a- attend the questions fudge am I doing here here you go here we go I got one question
0: right off the bat when are you flying over uh, to get settled there in uh, uh, Manchester
2: I'm flying over Sunday night so I'll land early Monday
1: gotcha have a uh,
2: yeah be there for the whole week
1: all right. These got to be rapid fire. Otherwise, we okay. can get in a freaking tunnel on this one. So right. preventing injury while training hard and pushing yourself. What's your best advice from Chris? Christy Dutton. Um,
2: Dutton. Listen to your body.
1: Listen to your body. I like that. Boom. Ooh. D underscore hand. Four four. Why is she so beautiful? Oh, ho, 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 ho. holy Thank shit. Hey.
0: Shots fired.
1: Okay. Vern Slateau. Um, do you include full high rock Sims in your training?
2: I've only done one full Sim ever. Um, I do a lot of variations of Sims, uh, once, once to two times a week, uh, focusing on different aspects of the race. Usually.
1: Okay. Patricia. Um,
2: (laughs) that's definitely the name. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Basically, shut your fucking mouth, Wad Zombie. Um,
2: Thanks. Someone asked you
1: about your spine and back injury. Did you have surgery?
2: Yeah, I had surgery when I was 25. Um, I had a very bad herniated disc. And guess what? Answers in the gym. Answers in the gym.
1: Would you hurt your back lifting or something? hurt it in the gym?
2: No, I hurt it when I was pregnant with my daughter. I had a herniated disc. And then ran and trained on it for like two years, wrecked it even more, had spinal surgery, came back seven months later and started running arguably like my fastest times ever. So it was probably like a much needed break. Um, but then I realized that I needed to really emphasize strength training and it was a really slow process. Like there were times when Squatting one thirty five wrecked me. Like I'd be immobile for days. Um, I, feel I just still... worked at it. Worked at it for a long time.
1: A lot of people want to know if we're going to pair up for a doubles world record. Ooh, that'd be cool. Say
2: less. Mm.
0: Okay.
1: What helped you recover from your workout? Hard workouts the quickest. From yam-o-fit.
2: Um, Cross training. Um, I hop in. I don't, I don't really ice bath that much, but I love doing like Epsom salt baths. Um, Bubble I don't know. Baths. That's like an old running trick that
0: you're supposed to do I that with cold do. water, right? That, that's yeah. just, that's why it turns me off. I'm like,
1: okay, I'm cold. I don't love
2: the cold water thing. No. I'm not about it.
1: It was rough this morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Regan, really imagine. Regan wants to know what kind of training were you doing before you got into high rocks? So he kind of explained that, but it sounds like powerlifting,
2: powerlifting, yeah. running. Fuck.
1: Yeah. D1,
0: an um, athlete.
2: Uh, Malarco,
1: okay. K, how did you improve the times through your stations? Um, any key workouts, like transitioning?
2: Um, I do a lot of machine work, a lot of machine work intervals. I think people neglect doing that stuff a lot. I think there's a lot of time to be made up on those stations, and I also think um, there's a lot of strength to be gained in those stations. So... Yeah. I think we, I think people like do sleds so much. And if you if you're doing strength training, like I don't think you have to do them.
0: You're saying the like max your heart rate out with, with like a ski erg in 30 yeah, and through, like, 30 I, seconds. Yeah. And like, I,
2: I period periodize that stuff where I'm doing long intervals. Like when I'm really building up and then closer to the race, I'm doing power intervals at that point, dropping the time and just like hammering them out, you know, minute, minute and a half. Um, but when I'm doing like a higher endurance build, like I'm doing four or five, six minute hard efforts. Um, I mean, even, even some longer than that. And that seems to have worked really well for me. So
1: updated FDOE. What's that mean? No fucking clue. (laughs) Um, Kenny, the lap, Oof, this is kind of now we're skipping that one. Uh um,
2: no, now I'm curious.
1: Effects on menstruation on competitive performance.
2: Oof. Don't I uh I don't I have no tips. I'm really lucky. I don't I'm I'm on birth control that I don't get a period. There it doesn't go. affect me very much. I'm sorry. That's a same. bad answer for the ladies. Same, same. Just-
0: <laughs> Florida Department of Education, which I don't think that F D O E stands for that.
1: Yeah. Um baklava i just can't pronounce their thing easiest way to transition between DECA and hyrox have you ever done a DECA.
2: yeah um honestly i think have your hyrox engine it's so much easier to drop down than it is to to go up um, Hell yeah i think a lot of men learned that in the fall um really <laughs> focusing on DECA work and not hyrox work and then they tried to hop in some hyroxes and it didn't go great for them smash so. smash smash I would say have your high rocks engine and then just like drop it down to faster stuff. But if you have that big engine, you'll be good.
1: Okay. Uh, Toxamen. Um, what do you think about the qualifying for the elite 15? Is there other methods they should be using to qualify? Is it fair?
2: <sighs> yes. Um, <sighs> fucking cold. this is a tricky one because I'm not affected. So like it hasn't affected me thankfully because my times have been have been good and also I was able to solidify a spot um by podiuming at those two championships. So but yeah, I think it's been real tough for the men. Like I can't I feel I'm feeling for some of these guys out here that have done really great times and then get bumped out because we know courses aren't really the same here's um, my thing bye. Fucking
1: run faster and stop bitching <laughs> your coach is a bitch he's Whoa. been bitching about it for such a long time listen i just i'll admit dude he's made fun of some of my friends he's bitched about the system like in reality if you've been in sport long enough um this is an attack because just specifically because of him but i listened to him talk about it and the one thing that i told everybody when you get into sports is if you don't like the rules outwork the rules that's it that's your only chance, and it's gonna be you're gonna be on the shit end of the stick if you're on the slow end of the stick.
2: You gotta yeah. work.
1: You gotta work harder. Um, and like, There's you gotta accept- a lot of
2: thought on like, oh, do a regional qualifier and top however many get in and that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not a race director.
1: Yeah. You know, know. I'm just
2: making sure I get the the auto qualifiers. My goal.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm then just, I'm locked
2: in. So sports kind
1: of out of your control. Um, yeah, control the the controllables.
2: you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I live by that control the controllables. When you put too much emphasis on the things you can't control, you're just wasting your time and energy. So,
1: yeah. um, sorry, I got all heated.
2: No, uh, it's okay. But Hey, careful. Be nice. Be nice yeah. to my people.
1: Never. <laughs> um, never. I'll leave you guys with this, something I think everyone should think about. Been thinking about it heavily. Part of the reason why I'm going to do this Appalachian Trail thing. This one's by Jack Kuruak, philosopher. Because in the end, you won't remember the time you spent working in the office or mowing your lawn. Climb that goddamn mountain. So, anybody who's doing something right now where You basically feel that um, you wish you were doing something else. Maybe put aside all the things you think you should be doing and go do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think it's it's an important time that all of us got to really take advantage of it. And uh, I think all of us get so deep in this existence that we forget about the pleasure of life. I often have to remind myself, I started talking about this not too long ago. I said, what would 13-year-old Hunter be doing right now? And I would be in the woods.
2: I listened. I just listened to that podcast yesterday.
1: Yeah. It's one of those kind of things where I think we get so caught up in work results, race results, relationship results, bank account results. Man, I didn't care about any of those things when I was 13. Yeah. And I had so much fun. I owned a skateboard. That was it. (laughs) God. Dude, I rode my
2: bike like I rode my bike so much. I was playing basketball at a park every single day after school. Like did you guys ever
0: set up like dirt ramps to go ramp off?
2: Uh, you know, no, bike. because I wasn't trying to break my neck, but we did go to these, we did bike on bike trails all the time. So that was always fun. I didn't say they were big,
0: you know, dirt. Yeah. Open, but I know. I, no, I, I never did that stuff. Girls stuff. girls
2: think about consequences. <laughs> women we, think about had, consequences. Yeah, I know, but. Don't. Boys if are it like, wasn't, I'm gonna do it, and then they learn. If it wasn't for
1: guys fight. putting the consequences aside, you girls wouldn't have anything to watch.
2: I guess, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you right now, you girls are on watching. You're like, damn, that boy's about to jump that dirt ramp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that
0: those boards are going to hold with two different nails in there, but let's see wha- how it goes.
1: Dude, I was yeah. a, I was a master engineer at that age. I used to climb up trees and build tree forts, skateboard ramps, everything. I forgot – as soon as girls started to exist in my life, I forgot about everything. I used to play four instruments. Yeah. I, was a, I was a genius. I was literally a genius.
2: That's the way it happens.
1: Yeah, screw that nonsense. It was incredible getting to know you better. Um, you have a very impressive mindset. I think the one thing I want to walk away with this is, is you seem to have a very simple mindset. Um, there's not a lot of like woo-woo bells and whistles to you. You just get the work done, and that that should be the cheapest book out there. One sentence, get the job done. Stop thinking yeah. about everything else. So very impressed by you. I'm very Thank excited you. to see the rest of your season come into its um, – It's full, full blossom. You're going to do some really incredible things. Uh, I hope you have the best of training this week. Uh, Stay in touch, Ryan. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure spending my Mondays with you, sweetheart. Yes, sir. Everybody, (laughs) if you've been listening to the show this long, I just want to say I'm very grateful that you guys participated in this. Um, We've watched this thing grow so much and it's been really incredible. Our Mondays are so important to us. I think it's awesome to come together, connect and meet and talk to inspiring people to get the week started. Uh, Morningwood Radio is about what gets you up in the morning. So I want you guys to think about that. Definitely. Every single time you wake up in the morning, I want you to have some mojo in your pants and get going. Take on the world. Do something fucking epic. Uh, I hope this this uh, podcast has really inspired you guys to really crush the week. We will be back again on Monday with some interesting people and some interesting stories. Um, if you're looking to get involved in anything we're doing, check out House Training, Builder Sports. And as you all know, May 26th is when the fucking fire-breathing dragons come out. Go down.
2: I liked what you said on your pod the, the last time. What's that? You, want, you want some American blondes in first place on that podium. I, I like that. Yes, blondes do. do it
1: better, baby. Yep. That spot's ours. We just got to step up on top now. Yep. All right, guys. Have a great morning. Thanks so much for coming on. We'll catch Thank up soon.
0: You. You. Bye.